1: Hello, and welcome back to the next episode of the Imperfect Podcast. In the spirit of it being a new year, happy new year. Uh, We wanted to discuss habits, specifically speaking, um, a book that I am so grateful that I was introduced to called Atomic Habits, and it's by James Clear. Now, a lot of people are probably familiar with this book because it did kind of hit that like... It was very like everybody and their dog was reading it for a short period of time. Um, but I specifically love how it truly has changed my outlook on human habits and how to crack the code on making our daily habits work for us. So we thought in the spirit of it being a new year and people trying to think of new habits and new things that they want to accomplish this year, that this might be a great topic.
0: Yeah, we're gonna give a bit of a summary of this book. And please note that a lot of our summary today is also being sourced from Escaping the Ordinary, which is on YouTube, uh, because he does a really good job at summarizing James's book.
1: Yeah. So, So, Oh, you go ahead.
0: I was just gonna lead into it. Go ahead. Similar to our mission on this podcast, Jane starts off by asking the question, do you ever feel like you're just floating through life, but not actually getting closer to the person you want to be?
1: Yeah, so this is where the New Year's resolutions tend to sneak in, and we fool ourselves every year that we will make the changes this year, and whatever regard this may be, what a joke.
0: Yeah. What do you mean? (laughs) Great. As
1: if I've ever heard of anyone that's accomplished a new year's resolution, but anyways.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So how do we break free from bad habits and make the habits we desire easier and automatic? So there
1: are tiny changes in our habits um, that can entirely change the trajectory of our lives in many ways that we can't notice until many years later which is often what make people tap out because they want quick results fast so they want the quick reward and the tiny habits over a long period of time is what actually changes the
0: habits yeah because basically you are your habits right like what you're doing every day is forming who you are mentally physically emotionally So if you're really working hard on an area, um, you should be seeing some progress there. But yeah, you have to have some habits in place to move forward. And then there's those nasty habits that we sometimes carry that uh, aren't doing us much good.
1: Yeah, we often will fool ourselves into thinking that these massive changes um, are the result of massive actions. I actually hear this a lot from people um that they think that the only way to get anywhere is to make big big moves but it's actually the little moves over time that tend to make the biggest impact
0: Um, would that include like only starting things on mondays or at the first of the month or like it's the all or nothing mindset
1: yeah. Like I can only start my diet on Mondays. The perfect example that everybody can at least relate to or has heard before. Um, it's just, it's, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing mindset. It has to be like, okay, I'm going to try to put my health at the forefront this year. So maybe the first week, what I'll do is I'll start with 10 minute walks in the morning. I'll do a couple laps around my house or whatever. It doesn't have to be A two-hour walk plus eating X amount of calories and macros per day plus um, drinking X amount of water. It's these small progressive additions over time that will make you eventually not even notice because it just becomes a part of your life because like mom said, you are your habits
0: right and it becomes overwhelming right if you throw everything in the pot i've done it time and time again and you know you start off with a bang you're running the race and doing it all good and about you know three days in, you're tripping you eat something you shouldn't or you miss a walk or you've been walking or you've been exercising really good and you've been doing great but then you pull a something and, right? and that's
1: a really great example is like That brings up a whole other thing as well. That when you do have slip ups, because newsflash, we're not perfect. Um, it makes you feel like again, it's the all or nothing mindset. Well, I already ate the bag of chips. I might as well eat five more because I'm already in the hole. You know, whatever.
0: Go down the hole. Right.
1: Exactly. So versus if you just would have added little habits over time, you wouldn't have noticed those failures because oh. I forgot to go for my walk today, but I managed to walk the past 25 days without even noticing.
0: Right. So this guy, James, uh, suggests that it couldn't be further from the to- truth that to do all the stuff that we were just talking about. Rather, mm-hmm. he believes that we should be making 1% improvement each day, which is really pretty small. But those things will eventually lead to 365 degrees of improvement compared to where you were last year right so or if you want to do the math on it it would bring you to 37.78 times better in a year
1: yeah you said degrees but I think you meant percentage right 365 percent improvement
0: <laughs> no I meant to turn around and around
1: <laughs> right and I was thinking <laughs> from it and I'm like maybe I'll let that go because maybe it makes sense but I was like no it doesn't make no, sense it doesn't
0: <laughs> make sense sorry yeah percent yeah. not degrees
1: right so one percent every day would be 365 percent by the end of the year um so habits can compound against you though so um there can be stress and negative self-talk uh, those can be negative habits um or they can compound positively for you so it, you can acquire knowledge you can be more productive you can acquire new skills um, new relationships so it's all about which way you want to take it
0: I guess so. Yeah. He also says success is the product of daily habits, not once in a lifetime transformation. So back to the same old diet example, right? You know, it's a little bit at a time is going to add up over time and not overwhelm you before you even get there.
1: Yeah. And just even on the diet thing, again, people want quick results, right? But what is considered healthy is not what is talked about in our culture. So it's actually healthy that uh, 0. 0.5 to a pound um, is what's considered healthy to lose per week if all things are under perfect circumstances, but there's lots of people that expect to lose like five pounds every week. Well, that's just, it's not, it's not normal. We're creating expectations for ourselves that are just going to end in failure. So um, we think progress is supposed to be linear, but it actually is nothing like that. Small efforts are hard to see at first. And this is also where it becomes very easy to go back into our old ways and habits. Um, It's not uncommon to see people do all of these amazing things. And then once they get there, it's like, they fall back because it's not a habit. It's they were focused on the end. And once they got there, it was like, okay, now what?
0: Right. And you can, you can bet, you know, at the gym, but January what second, third. Yes. It'll be an influx of people that we'll see for, you know, maybe a month maybe two months and then we'll never see them again
1: (laughs) whereas if they went just once a week to start that would be great versus forcing yourself to go every day when that's not part of your typical routine
0: well and I'm no gym rat I mean I try to make it there most days through the week you know in the cold season but yeah there's days where I'm like I can't go I can't (laughs) And so, you know, last year, when I started, sometimes it meant a trip up to Tim Hortons after, in order to get me there someday. Now I I've finally gotten out of that, you know, loop. But uh, a lot of times for me, it's, you know, okay, I'll just go. And if I don't feel like staying, I won't stay that long. Like, the mind games you have to play with yourself right or or I'm only going to do minimal stuff but it's and I I've said to you a lot of times too like I know it might not seem like I'm here you know busting pumping iron big time but for me the first part of the journey is getting in the habit I think that's the biggest part that's I always said the hardest part of the journey was getting to the end of the driveway
1: it is And that's a great way to put it, actually.
0: Um,
1: So like we were mentioning, goals are great, uh, but we should be actually focusing on systems, which is what James suggests in his book. Uh, So goals are actually the results that we want to accomplish. So they're over there. And uh, systems are the steps to get to our goals. So he actually suggests that contrary to what, is put out in our society, if we totally scrapped goals to the side and just focused on our quote-unquote systems, that we would still actually succeed in everything that we do, which is a weird concept because there should always be an end game, right? But end game might not be the right word to use, but the goal. You want to get to that goal, but it is very true to say that as long as we're always you know, taking those steps and creating those systems towards the things that we want to have. It just becomes a part of our life. And it's just, yeah, I don't know how else to explain that.
0: Well, I guess when you make goals too big of the prize, then there's kind of like a winner loser mindset. Right. And there's the only change in your life, is when you're working on the goal and then once you get there it's like what now
1: yeah kind of the deer in the headlights look of okay I made it so
0: and I've experienced that too right like you get there and you're like okay so what just we're going back to normal or you know right it's Um, you get there and then you don't know what to do with it
1: yeah so goals are good at setting a direction but um The systems are actually what are best at making the said progress. Um, Anatomic habits are the small routines and behaviors that accumulate to produce incremental positive outcomes over time. So that's the big thing about the book. Um, So little daily decisions and actions we take are what matter the most, like we've already discussed.
0: Mm hmm. And then he goes into talking about the three layers to behavior change. So we've got changing outcomes, uh, the result and or what you get. So most people focus on the outcomes, which isn't necessarily a good way to look at things.
1: Right. And then you've got changing the process. So this is what you do and then changing your identity. So what you believe. Uh, So people should be focusing on what you want to become as a whole. So this would be a good behavior to have, not so much on the outcomes. So a good example of that is if you have a goal to learn an instrument, um, you should rather say it in such a way that you want to become a musician. It becomes a part of your identity because if you become a musician, you'll learn how to play said instrument. So it just becomes a part of who you are. It's not this like, I keep using this motion with my hand. For those of you that are watching on YouTube, it's like, it's off in the distance. It seems like it's not attainable, but if I'm a musician and I'm of the belief that I'm going to be, or I am, the instrument will just become a part of me.
0: Well, and it kind of ties into the whole mindset of um, the thought patterns of don't think what you want, but imagine that you already have it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So again, Law of Attraction is kind of tied in there somewhere.
0: Yeah, I can see how those two are are linked there for sure.
1: Yeah. And a habit is when you repeat something so many times uh, that we do it without thinking. Um, So the key to creating habits is to create feedback loops that are continuously being improved. So a really simple, easy example of this, this isn't a good habit per se, um, but you have a cue, you have a craving, you have a response and a reward in all of your habits. So the cue, for example, would be your phone buzzes. Then what happens? You crave to see who texted you or what the notification was. The response is to pick up the phone Mm -hmm. And the reward is to see what the notification is or who texted you. Um, But what can happen is in this specific example is if we aren't careful, the rewards are what can then become the cues. So just the sight of your phone can become the cue to pick it up. It doesn't even have to go off. It's just this constant grab. So then that I guess in that specific situation, it's an addiction. Um, but you just have to think about um, the many cues in your daily life that are initiating good or bad habits.
0: Yeah, right. Of course, a good job.
1: All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Literally, I mean, that might stress some people out more than anything. Like, yeah, There's but... something else to do now. Right. I think I've got lots to do already, but it's just about um, being more self-aware, I guess, is the best way to put it
0: right then he also talks about four laws uh things to do to enact uh, these atomic or, habits yeah the process to get you where you want to go so basically number one is make it obvious uh, a lot of your habits are so automatic that you don't even realize them and you have to become aware of what they are first right so you can create a list of everything you do in the run of a normal day like turning your alarm off brushing your teeth like everything right down to the last uh, thing that you do and then you're to categorize each habit as a positive or a negative
1: yeah and you have to kind of be specific with your intentions Um, so if you want to create a new habit uh, if you were to say oh I'm going to read more this month that's a bad intention to set uh, something that would be more beneficial. And what he recommends is setting a time and place. Uh, so you're more likely to do these things. If you say in this example, I will read my book at 6 p.m. on mm.
0: Tuesdays
1: in my bedroom.
0: Right. So not necessarily a bad intention to set, but just ineffective. Not as effective. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's a better way to say. Yeah. Uh, He also talks about habit stacking. So um, basically the two for one special. So after I read my book, I will feed my cat. So there's two, two things stacked together there.
1: And you can also, Oh, I was just going to say, you can also have a trigger habit. Um, So that would be like, after I have my supper, I will read my book at 6 PM on Tuesdays in my bedroom and when I'm done reading, I will feed my cats. So it's like a boom, boom, boom. Like it just all happens.
0: Yeah, I get it. Mm. Um, Motivation is overrated. He talks a bit about that as well. We're, but I mean, really it is because we're more influenced by our environment, right? Than we ever have been before, I think.
1: Yeah, that's fair to say. Especially seen as we've had this whole transition of a lot of people work from home now. Um, so a lot of people are within their home more than ever before. Uh, so you can make it easier to see cues. So like we were talking earlier with the cues, um, you want to drink more water maybe. So what you can do is place water bottles throughout your home, because that will create a cue of, you see the water and it's like, I could drink some water, or right, I wanted to drink more water, and so it's well, there. I've it's drank easy. so much
0: water already. <laughs> There's another bottle. Where did I come from? Yeah. So he's saying because motivation is overrated, and that's kind of where we've always come at it from before. Instead of trying to rely just on your motivation, do these other things like putting water bottles, you know, throughout the house, so it's top of mind. And um, also you can set up certain rooms in your house for certain things like, you know, this is my workspace or this is my relaxing room or, you know, the exercise room since we're talking about New Year's resolutions.
1: Right, and to break a bad habit, if you are distracted by your phone, for example, um, while you work, you need to put your phone in another room. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the second law he talks about is make it attractive. So we're obviously very reward driven in our society. That's I think the only thing that drives us for the most part. Um and rewards trigger dopamine. So that's the ha- happy hormone. Um but we actually experience dopamine when it is anticipated not when we experience the reward. That was surprising for me. I remember when I read this in the book, I grabbed my highlighter and I was like circling it. Um, So for example, gambling addicts have a dopamine spike right before they place the bet, not actually after they win.
0: That is really interesting because we always pair it with the win, right? The
1: dopamine, happy hormone, you're happy because you won
0: you know yeah because you, you know you see yes you know and that's when you automatically assume that it's it's exciting and getting that person is getting the rush right then but so really it's- yeah but I'm sitting here thinking about it now you got
1: to think that people who we were talking about gambling addicts so they sit at slot machines and they don't win anything all day it's yeah. the dopamine spike of pulling the
0: lever again or pressing the maybe button again Maybe this or... time Maybe yeah. this time yeah, yeah I guess mm-hmm. and cravings are what cause us to take action in the first place so um I guess we had talked a little bit about this before we started so I can't remember exactly what we were talking about in terms of craving do you
1: yeah so um for example I want to watch Netflix right it's not that it's an unhealthy habit necessarily. It's um, maybe not a productive one. So uh, he suggests that you do what's called temptation bundling. Bumble- yes. Temptation bundling. <laughs> <laughs> temptation bundling. So uh, what this could mean is I know I want to watch Netflix, but I also want to get in more steps during my day. So maybe I bundle my I want to watch Netflix with walking on my walking pad. And eventually it could turn into that you desire to go on the walking pad because you know that when you do, you get to watch your Netflix.
0: Yeah, I actually use this, not Mm -hmm. Netflix, but I do have an assortment of things I enjoy watching and it makes things go quicker for me. So that's the one little joy I get with getting up at six in the morning to go exercise. Right. (laughs)
1: Uh, so then you have group influence so we're very influenced by the people that we're closest to or surround ourselves with Um, so he just suggests to find and become a part of the culture where that habit is part of the norm so it just becomes a part of everyday life because you're so influenced by everything around you
0: Mm -hmm. then he looks at where cravings actually come from and uh, advises that we appeal from the underlying motives of human nature, uh, connecting and bonding with others. It's nowadays we look at our social media In days of old, I guess, not so much, but, uh, that's where we have the craving maybe to look at our phone because we're hoping that someone's going to reach out or we
1: crave that connection.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It makes a lot of sense. Uh, there's also reprogramming your brain to enjoy hurt habits. So you can highlight the pros versus the cons. So it's all about perspective um, and reprogramming the way you think about things. So exercise improves overall health is a positive way to look at it versus exercising makes me tired. So it's all about the reprogramming of the exercise is good for my health.
0: Right. And he also advises breaking, uh bad habits of course and that's easier said than done but mm-hmm. he talks about making it unattractive right. so uh the things that you are doing that you'd rather stop um well it's not exactly maybe the right fit for an example here but if i want to buy ice cream and i don't want to keep it in the house so i continuously get into it i might put it at you know another location exterior to my house. I used to have a deep freeze in the uh, garage here. and I would do things like that because I'm like, I know I can't have that under the fridge because you know what happens right you'll like,
1: eat it, but if it's in the garage and you have to put your shoes on and walk ten feet, it's like, it's I guess I won't eat ice cream tonight.
0: well, and you know, in the summer not a biggie, but Mid-February is pretty unattractive. I'm not so sure that I want to go out there.
1: Yep, that's totally fair. Uh, So the third law is making it easy. So a behavior becomes automatic by repetition. Habits are more likely uh, to occur when there is less energy needed. So create less barriers or less friction, you can also call it. So you make your habits convenient. So you can do this by priming your environment So a good example where I keep going back to the exercise one, but I feel like that's a common new year's resolution, you know, um, you can lay out your sneakers and yoga mat on the floor the night before. So that when you wake up in the morning, it's like, well, I tripped over the sneakers already. I might as well put them on and do a workout. (laughs)
0: Right, right. And and that does make it easier because there's so many excuses in our head. Oh, I'm too late to go now. I'll never be able to get back and get ready for work. I might as well just stay home. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So if you have all those things done and ready, and then you know, you're not searching for your keys at the last minute and all that sort of thing. So he also talks about doing a two minute version of your habit to uh, stop you from procrastinating. So again, if you can't get it all in, if you can't put in the full hour, you know, just do one little step at a time. He talks about uh, reading if you want to read more read maybe one page at a time not the whole chapter and that feels like a, a much smaller commitment and i have used this one um, who knew i already was using it without reading his information but when i have to do something sometimes i'll set the timer and be like okay i'll just do it for 10 minutes and usually once i've started which is yeah. the hardest part again um once I've started the timer goes off and I'm like what was that timer for oh yeah right I was gonna stop well but now I'm in a flow yeah right and now I think I can it's almost as much trouble to stop and start you know going back to doing what I wasn't doing from before right (laughs) and yeah sometimes I can get two or three good sessions of well I think it can handle another 10 minutes or Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've found that with studying for me, I do the similar, a similar thing. So, um, and in breaking a bad habit, you want to do the opposite. So you want to make things inconvenient and have you go out of your way. So again, like mom said about putting the ice cream outside in the garage would be a good way to, to go about doing that. You just want to make the positive habits more appealing because it's in your face, it's in your environment, all of these things.
0: Right. So number four is make it satisfying. And this is the most important. Your brain uh, needs to experience pleasure. And that's what drives us having the reward. So bad habits tend to be satisfying in the short term, but dissatisfying in the long term. And good habits tend to be the opposite. The immediate result is unpleasant and the long term is satisfying. So again, if we look at that diet example, you know, Day after day after day doing the things that's going to get you where you want to be. Um, the immediate result is unpleasant. The long term is satisfying if you're seeing results. But on the other hand, you know, you cuddle in with a large bag of chips and a two liter pop and ice cream. That would be the bad habit that uh, tends to satisfy you in the short term but dissatisfy you in the long term after you pay the price of, you know, cuddling up on the couch with those things.
1: Right. And back to the example of the dopamine spike, a lot of times it's the anticipation of eating the ice cream and the two liter pop and the The chips and the salty foods and the sweet foods and all of that sort of thing. It's the anticipation of having it. And it's funny, oftentimes, it's almost a habit I've had to learn. And I know you do it too, that when you're eating it, it's almost like you're just like numb to the fact that it's like, okay, I've got what I wanted now. And to get to a space where you can say, this doesn't taste good, like at all. Basically, what? I'm
0: not even tasting it. Like it's just really the first couple bites, and you're like, "Oh,
1: and that's the dopamine spike because you wanted it, you got it, you have it." You put a mouthful in your mouth, and after that, the dopamine's like gone. It's right. like, okay, it's
0: it's done for. So then you're mindlessly, you know, putting your hand in the bag and pulling out the chips. It's a habit. Then you're not even, you know, you're zoned out. You're watching TV. You don't even know <laughs> yeah. you're stuff in there.
1: Right. You need to ignore the immediate reward sometimes. Um, and so to feel successful in your progress, um, this this tells your brain that it's worth it. Uh, you can have visual measurements um, are really great things to do. So you can do checklists. I love to cross something off a list or checkmark something that I need to do. It's just it's kind of like that little bit of a dopamine spike, I guess you could say. Um, And it also helps you track your habits continuously, uh, but you need to remember that you will have bad days. Uh, We did say that quickly at the beginning and just don't let this throw you off. It's valuable to just even show up for yourself. A lot of people don't even recognize that part. It's the same as mom said, like even if she just got to the gym and walked on the treadmill for five minutes she showed up for herself today. It doesn't need to be a full-blown two-hour pump and iron workout. It just needs to be you showed up.
0: Right. And a lot of times, again, once you get there and you get on the treadmill and you do five minutes. Well,
1: I'm already here. Yeah.
0: Well, I can't leave now. I'm already sweaty. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Not after five minutes, but yeah, you get the point. So to quickly review, um, identify the good habits you'd like to take on and the bad habits you'd like to control
1: right you can do this by writing down your daily habits and determining which ones are positive which ones are negative and you can stack some of your already good habits with new healthy habits that you want to achieve
0: yeah then you can make cues for yourself to trigger the idea of the new healthy habits so whether that's putting your shoes out By your bed so you're ready to go in the morning whether that's water bottles around the house
1: yeah and you can pair cravings with your habits so similar like we said with the netflix and the walking pad so that would be a great thing to okay if i want to watch netflix i gotta start walking
0: right and just start with two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever feels doable for you. Don't do too much too soon and turn yourself off to the, you know, the whole idea of even showing up for yourself.
1: Yeah. And try to eliminate barriers. Uh, And you can also prime your environment. So you can set things up strategically, like the water bottles or the yoga mat, and then keep repeating the habits. So create rewards for yourself. So that might look different for different people. Maybe it's If you show up for yourself today by getting to the gym, at least that, like mom said, she would convince herself that if she got there, she'd get to go up to Tim Hortons and get a muffin on the way home.
0: So whatever works for you. Mm -hmm. And remember to identify what you want to obtain. So it's, uh, I think the example was about uh, playing an instrument or being a musician, So you need to begin identifying as the, you know, fit guy, uh,
1: whatever. Right. And there's some law of attraction, like we talked about in there. So Mm -hmm. you will only see results with repetition and consistency. And I think it's huge to remember as well that the dopamine spike is the initial onset. It's not the after it's there. So I think that's totally changed my mindset on things in the same way that like, keep bringing up food and diets. It's just the easy example because everybody's thinking it, but oh, I want to eat chips. Oftentimes I don't need a whole bag of chips. I just need a handful. Yeah, right? So sure. that's it's just the little changes in your life um showing up for yourself and making those small changes, small atomic habits. So, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Uh we hope you enjoyed. And again, if you decide to pick up the book, it's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And I think you can buy it in most um, most places, as far as I'm aware. It's a, quite a big title right now. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I really recommend it to anyone, to be honest. So thank
0: you so much. Happy New Year.
1: If you or someone you know has a unique story to tell, we'd love to hear from you email us at at
0: theimperfectpodcast@outlook.com. For more information and how to connect with us on social media, you can visit us at our website, theimperfectpodcast.ca.
1: And from whichever platform you are listening to this episode, be sure to like, share, and leave us a review. We would really appreciate your feedback. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode.
0: We look forward to hearing your feedback and seeing you all find that extra joy and embrace your own imperfect. See See you next week. week.